0: This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlip, the Pack Daddy. And I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. Well, I gotta be honest with you, it's a bit of a rough day. Unfortunately, even before I get to the injuries, I have to bring back a segment that nobody likes, and that is stupid news. Remember everybody's favorite new tight end, Big Bob Tanyan? No, it's Tanyan apparently. Matt Schneidman over at The Athletic broke the news. Packers PR, he says, has alerted us that Robert's last name is pronounced Tunyon, as in rhyming with Funyon. Apparently, says Schneidman, he just didn't feel like correcting anybody the last two years. Elsewhere in the NFC North, the Vikings traded away defensive end Yannick Ngakwe to the Baltimore Ravens for a third-round pick and a conditional fifth. You may remember me making fun of the Vikings back in August for initially giving up a second round pick and that same conditional fifth to Jacksonville Jaguars. And look how it worked out. He played for six games, got two sacks, two forced fumbles, and ate up nearly $7 million. Now getting back a third round pick for the second that they traded away might seem like a pretty good value. You'd argue that they got most of their capital back. Well, that would be incorrect. The Vikings are one in five right now. They're currently projected to have an extremely early pick. The second round pick they gave to the Jaguars is looking like a Very late first-round pick at this point. Meanwhile, the Ravens are on track to have one of the very last picks in the draft. So, that nearly first-round pick is really turning into almost a fourth-round pick. If you've listened to my show for any amount of time, you know I am not in favor of trades. I think, more often than not, the team giving up players for draft picks is the winner. Immediately after trading for Yannick, Baltimore decided to go ahead and sign Des Bryant to their practice squad, which likely leaves just Seattle in the running to sign Antonio Brown. Believe me, they can have him. He blew up in Oakland, blew up in New England, after initially blowing up in Pittsburgh. I'm not at all scared of him going to Seattle. I'd prefer that nobody signs him, but if he's going somewhere, let's send the ticking time bomb over to an NFC rival. In practice today, Robert uh, Tunyon wasn't in pads, according to ESPN's Rob Domofsky, but he was working in a helmet on the side with the rehab coordinator, as did David Bakhtiari in a more limited fashion. Therein lies the bad news. Bakhtiari does not look good to go for Sunday against the Texans, although he did appear on a radio show yesterday and he stated that this is not a season ending injury. Wide receiver Alan Lazard was also working out with the rehab group. There's potential for linebacker Kamal Martin to return to the team for the first time this Sunday. Matt LaFleur said he feels Kamal is smart enough to be integrated into the defense as soon as he's healthy, and he is hopeful that that time is coming soon. For the record, Martin is still on IR but he has now practiced for two straight weeks. The team does have one more week after this to decide if they want to activate him or not. Regarding the left tackle position, Lafleur declined to make any comment about whether Elton Jenkins or Billy Turner were at left tackle options. Some good news from defensive backs coach Jerry Gray, it appears we'll get Kevin King back this week. Darnell Savage, Tyler Irvin, Tyler Lancaster, and Mercedes Lewis all did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday with the exception of Mercedes, who is limited on Wednesday. And again, similar to last week, not concerning there regarding Mercedes, he's often given veteran rest. There's only one real change from yesterday's injury report, and that is center Corey Lindsley. He was not listed yesterday. Today, he was limited. When it comes to the Texans, who will be facing on Sunday, they're currently missing tight end Jordan Akins, cornerback Keelan Crossan, and defensive end J.J. Watt. However, Watt's absence is not injury-related. Crossan appears to be on the mend, however. He was finally full participation today, as was safety Justin Reed, who has been limited so far this week. Other areas of concern for the Texans. Left tackle Laramie Tunsil and guard Senio Calamete. The beef up front, Senio (laughs) Calamete. Both guys, limited in practice. They do need their offensive line at full strength. Now, in case my listeners have not been paying close attention to the situation down in Houston, head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien has been fired after a miserable 0-4 start. O'Brien was a decent enough head coach, but came under a lot of fire for his disastrous decisions as a general manager, bizarrely trading away star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for an aging running back in David Johnson, who hasn't done much over the last few years. Unfortunately, O'Brien's welcome has finally worn out and he lost the locker room. There were reports of a lot of players being very vocally unhappy with O'Brien's coaching. He finally got into verbal altercations with J.J. Watt and was subsequently fired. I was very vocal in my opinion that the Texans should have fired him in the offseason. Instead, they had to make the adjustment after four weeks, promoting defensive coordinator Romeo Cronell as the interim head coach. Since then, the Texans have won one game and lost one game. Cronell, age 73, is the oldest head coach in NFL history. He's been in Houston since 2014 and has experience as a head coach in the past. After one year in 2000 as the Cleveland Browns defensive coordinator, he was welcomed back in 2005 as their head coach, where he stayed until 2008. His record there was 24-40. and 40. He was fired at the end of the 2008 season after going 4-12. In 2010, he was hired by the Chiefs as a defensive coordinator and he finished the 2011 season for three games as their interim head coach after Todd Haley was fired. His first game as interim head coach there was in fact against the undefeated Green Bay Packers, whom he beat 19-14, ending their 13-0 streak and their hopes for an undefeated season. From there, it gets a bit murky. He was named the official head coach for the Chiefs, but he also remained their defensive coordinator. That went extremely poorly. The Chiefs went 2-14, and, and Cornell was fired. However, he has an extremely good track record as an interim head coach, and the Houston Texans have a very talented roster full of players who have chips on their shoulders and a lot to prove. Now, granted, his one win so far this year was against the Jaguars, but a week later, he lost a very close game to the divisional rival Titans. Ultimately, this should be a game the Packers will win. I played for you the clip yesterday of Aaron Rodgers talking about complacency and consistency, and the value he saw in the players getting knocked down a peg. Moreover, the matchup is pretty good. Outside of J.J. Watt, the Texans don't have much of a pass rush, nor are they particularly good at running the ball. Green Bay's two Achilles heels. One last bit of crummy news. If you haven't been paying attention, we are now second in the division. The Packers' record is 4-1, and, and the Bears' is 5-1. However, may I remind you, in 2010, the Bears won the division, and the Packers won the Super Bowl. Please make sure you're signed up for the Packernet newsletter. We put a lot of effort into this, and it's really, really good. Go to packdraft.com newsletter, or go to the Packernet podcast Facebook page and click on the newsletter tab. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer's strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Follow me on Twitter at JJLahey, that's L-A-H-E-Y, And feel free to shoot questions to me. I could read them on the air. And keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com. Make sure you join the Packernet Podcast Facebook group as well. Until next time, my name is J.J. Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.